Hey, what is up, my dudes? You can find us every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For the full experience, remember to check us out on YouTube at TFF Dudes. And as always, don't be rude, share the dudes. Informed, outspoken, wild, fearless. This is the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. What is up, my dudes? This is Trent with the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. This is my solo waiver wire show. Also got a little bit, just a scratch, a little tiny bit, you know, a little Monday night football recap. You know, my Cowboys won. I'm a little pumped up, but I don't want to get all you Cowboys haters too upset. So I know you're here for your week seven waivers. So don't worry about that, guys. I got week seven waivers, but I do want to just talk a little bit about, you know, me and Jordan got in some big arguments about Dak Prescott not being able to throw the football, all that stuff. Am I excited about Cowboys the rest of the season? I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, tell my heart to be still, not get too excited. But Chargers, you know, that was a, that's a decent win. I, I don't know what to think the rest of the year. I felt like both teams tried really hard to lose that game. Cowboys couldn't run the ball. They're going to have to run the ball. The only bright spot of the whole game is uh, their linebacker who replaced Leighton Vander Esch. And I'm looking up his name right now, but he came in. Marquise Bell played a great game, had a nice key stop for Austin Eckler. But sloppy game, I will say, but I'm happy the Cowboys got the W. And Dak Prescott finishes his quarterback one on the week. So I'm so sorry, Jordan. You know, I know we had that big argument about how Jalen Hurts is treated a little different under the spotlight than other quarterbacks. But my main thing I want to talk about in Monday Night Football is the officiating was terrible. No one wants to go watch a football game that has 21 penalties. And hey, I understand, you know, the pre-snap penalties. I get it. You got to call those very ticky-tacky holding calls and stuff like that. And the holding calls don't even bug me that much. It's the unnecessary roughness. You know, Herbert slides one time and the guy's already in the air to make the tackle. NFL just call the game. Like, let's go back. Can we, I would love to go back to the early 2000s. I hate sounding like a boomer, but uh, come on guys. You're trying to appeal to these soccer moms to get their, to get little Jimmy to go out for the football team. And guess what? Little Jimmy's mom's not going to let him go out for the football team unless it's flag. So just leave the flags for flag football. Okay. And I know that's an Olympic sport, which seems I like football as much as the next guy, okay? But the fact that flag football is in the Olympics seems silly to me. Are, do we have a different team? Or are these just going to be a bunch of scout team, you know, NFL players that go play for other countries and all this stuff? It, it seems silly. I feel like this is a slight way to get fans to be like, hey, it's flag football. I don't mind watching this. All of a sudden, NFL is like, hey, uh, Olympic numbers were good. Uh, we're going to do the flag football thing. This is great. NFL. Just leave the game alone. If these guys are worried about injuries, they won't play. I know you're probably all going to come after this overweight guy who's wearing a cutoff on a podcast on YouTube, but that's just the way it is. And I I feel strongly about that. Leave the integrity of the game alone. No one wants to go watch these games where quarterbacks are sliding and there's... I, I get protecting the sliding quarterback, but all these unnecessary roughness penalties are just getting so annoying. Ask the 49er fans that no one can stand about the unnecessary roughness. They called that play with the game on the line, and it was the wrong call. These calls, guys, 
99% of the time, these unnecessary roughness calls, they seem lame to me. There was a roughing the passer call on Josh Allen on Sunday Night Football. The officiating is getting out of hand. It has to stop, guys. I don't think it will because you got yahoos like me. They're going to watch no matter what. But flag football, I will draw the line on that. You know, that's just that's just soccer with a different shape. Football, in my opinion. But enough with all that. I know you're here for week seven waivers. That is all the Monday Night Football talk I got for you now, okay? And if you want all of my week seven waivers, go sign up for the email. It'll be right to your inbox, your Gmail, your Yahoo, AOL for all you old school guys out there at www.thefantasyfootballdudes.com. Have all my wide receiver stashes all in there, all my waiver wire, uh, running back handcuffs, all that good stuff. But without further ado, let's get into it, guys. Like I said about refing, holding can be frustrating in all aspects of life. Whether you're on, a, on hold with your internet provider, holding your spot in traffic after the Monday Night Football game in Los Angeles, or for many others across the nation, it's the worst kind of holding is what happens after a big touchdown play. Not all holding calls are equal. Some are glaringly obvious. While others are more debatable, the most aggravating of them all are these late-game holding calls seemingly appearing as if the referee held off, uncertain whether to make the call until the play's final conclusion. In fantasy football, the type of holding that I like that's hard to do, the fantasy handcuff. In the realm of fantasy football, this is often referred to you know, insurance, a nice little fancy insurance policy. These are the backup players poised to take over when your team starter falls injury. Those patiently holding on those backup running backs are about to be rewarded. Week six, we had a lot of injuries, guys, a lot. And if you've been listening to this pod, if you've been sent for the email, you've seen all these guys you need to hold. So let's get into it. I have some quarterbacks that I have for some streams. Teams on by this week, guys, just so you know. Carolina Panthers, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, New York Jets, and Tennessee Titans. So maybe you need a streamer for Joe Burrow. Maybe you got Dak Prescott, or you've been lucky with the whole C.J. Stroud thing. So, guys, uh, for those of you looking for the easiest way to identify their fantasy football handcuffs, the Sleeper Fantasy Football app is the absolute best place to do that, guys. So head over to Sleeper, enter promo code DUDES100, they'll match you up to $100. They have neatly display of the entire depth chart of each player's profile, making it easier for you to spot those critical backups when you need to most. No more going online and looking up the depth chart on NFL.com, trying to see who's who. Sleeper does a very good job organizing all that stuff for you in one place, and they also have some fun DFS stuff. So without further ado, let's get into our quarterbacks, guys. And uh, yeah, below are my favorite week seven waiver wire options with a roster percentage under 68% on sleeper. Rankings are half point PPR with the help of PFF. So here we go. Quarterbacks, I have Sam Howe again on the list. 40% rostered, travels to New York to take on the G-men, the Giants. Finishes QB6 on the week, is QB11 on the season. Hal has more fantasy points than Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, and Trevor Lawrence this season. Sam Hal is a nice fill-in for Joe Burrow. Next on the list, Geno Smith, 59% roster. Geno hasn't had a 20-point performance since week two when they traveled to Detroit. Arizona can be the perfect bounce-back game for Geno. Three on the list, I have Derek Carr. 28% rostered. He threw the ball 
50 times last week, guys. Big 5-0. Derek Carr is my next quarterback on the list here. So threw the ball 50 times. Potential shootout this week with Jacksonville, maybe. That's kind of what Jordan would think. So quarterbacks, I have Sam Howell, QB 11 on the season. Geno has Arizona, which is a good bounce back uh, candidate. Derek Carr, potential shootout. All right, heading over to our running backs. I have the most coveted handcuff available right now. And if you're like me, you had him already on your roster. You know, there's always the argument of should you keep your own handcuffs or should you take other guys' handcuffs? I have Christian McCaffrey. Jordan Mason's been on my bench for a while now. 4% rostered. Came in for CMC versus the Browns. Ran for 27 yards on five carries. Has back-to-back games with touchdowns. Could be in line for more work if McCaffrey misses time with his oblique injury. Jordan Mason was the handcuff that was hard to hold on to, but he is now our number one waiver wire out of the week. If you got him last week, you saved yourself a little bit of that moolah, fan, moolah fantasy cash. The, the the main cryptocurrency that won't fail you. That fab's a big deal. Actually, we ha- I had a listener send in that someone offered 20 fab to throw a game to bench Justin Herbert in this game. It's like, what are wrong? What's wrong with you people, guys? Like, hold it together. Have some integrity. I know this is fantasy football. It's a big deal, but come on. Number two on the list, Craig Reynolds, 2% roster. David Montgomery should miss some time with a rib injury. It should be Gibbs season, but the Lions are known for having that RBBC running back by committee. Reynolds holds some value, especially since Gibbs was a scratch this past week with a hamstring injury. You know how these hamstring injuries are. They linger. Next on the list, Kareem Hunt, 46% rostered, scored Cleveland's only touchdown on the day. He is not the starting running back, but he could be valuable down the stretch, guys. Stashes and handcuffs. I got five of those, my five favorite. Those are all on the email. Go to www.thefantasyfootballdudes.com. Next on the list, wide receivers. All right. And wide receivers, I've been talking a lot about holding, holding handcuffs. What you should not be holding on to, guys, you know, all that unwanted hair. Go to manscaped.com, promo code DUDES20 for 20% off your whole entire order. Enter promo code DUDES20. Really helps us out, guys. And look. I'm wearing a cutoff here on YouTube. You can go check it out at TFF Dudes. Give us a follow at TFF Dudes on Twitter and Instagram. These arms have any hair on them? No. Smooth. Silky smooth. They could be a little more tone. Maybe they need some arm tomer. That might help me for the YouTube channel. I don't know if the cutoff is going to help YouTube views. Only time will tell, guys. Only time will tell. Enough about my arms. Enough about Manscaped. Go get yourself some nice boxers at Manscaped. Promo code DUDES20. Really helps us out, guys. Go check it out. Wide receivers. Big value here. Curtis Samuel, 51% rostered. Three straight games with a touchdown. It is time to give up on Jahan Dotson. He had one target on Sunday while running the second most routes on the team. Guy basically was doing a -a jogathon out there. Hopefully he had some key blocks. I really don't know. I don't pay attention to that too much. That's not my job. But... I think we can give up on Jahan Dotson. I was really excited about him this offseason. Looks like Curtis Samuel. He's always been a, you know, Rivera guy. Looks like the clear number two right now, guys. Three straight games with touchdowns. Next on the list, Josh Downs. 49% rostered. Scored his first touchdown this week and has back-to-back double-digit performances. I, 
you know, and Gardner Minshew's looking like he's going to be the guy the rest of the year. It looks like Richardson is going to have a season, have season ending injury, season ending surgery, having some, having a hard time talking right now. You know, it's almost like, uh, the time Phil was describing that barbecue a couple weeks ago. So I'm looking up one more, one more little bonus waiver wire ad I can add in here, guys. Okay. Jamison Williams, 63% rostered, only ran nine routes and had three targets for two catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Jamison Williams is only going to get better as the season goes on. He is the deep ball threat in Detroit. Next on the list, I have a little bonus here for you. This isn't even on the email. It just hit me after watching Monday Night Football. Joshua Palmer, he had eight fantasy points today. He's 65% rostered. Seems like a guy that Herbert was going to a lot. He did have a fourth down target in the end zone. It got blocked by Durant, by Bland, though. So, yeah, add him. And then wrapping up wide receiver waiver wire ads, I have Rashid Shahid, 28% rostered, had two receptions for 85 yards on Sunday. Most of his damage came on a 51-yard catch. He also had two carries for 18 yards. The Saints seem like they're trying really hard to get him involved, guys. So go Put in a claim in a deep league, maybe Rashid Shahid. I'm just trying to give everybody something here, right? So, recapping that list, I'd Curtis Samuel back to back, three straight game, not back to back, three straight games with a touchdown. Josh Downs back to back, double digit fantasy performances. And Rashid Shahid, most of his damage came on a 51 yard catch, but they are targeting him a lot, guys. Also, if you want more fantasy football news, week six recap right here on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, don't be rude. Share the dudes. Really helps us out. Me and Jordan had a classic argument about Dak Prescott versus Jalen Hurts. Probably don't have enough cowboy talk in your life. Go check that out. Though, remember, don't be rude. Share the dudes. We have another, we have our week seven matchup preview game starts and sits coming out on Thursday. So you won't want to miss that. That will be a good one as always. All right. Last but not least, we have the tight ends. Michael Mayer, 12% rostered, led the Raiders in receiving yards this week. Mayer could be the next rookie tight end breakout. Has looked great in the last two weeks with very little opportunity. Speaking of Mayors, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Trophy Smack, the dude's favorite place to get our fancy football trophies, last place ribbons, all kinds of good stuff. They actually have a trophy with a unicorn on it. Unicorn kind of looks like a horse. Okay, that's where we so so yeah, go to Trophy Smack forward slash dudes, 15% off your whole order. Go check them out, guys. Rest on our tight end list. We have Dalton Schultz, 57% rostered, back-to-back games with touchdown grabs. He's on by this week. Worth the ad and is you know, the t- the ad in this terrible tight end landscape, he's tight end six on the season. I think he's worth holding, guys. It'll be worth it. Get the bye week over with if you got that roster room. Next, Taysom Hill, 12% rostered. Here's my just YOLO tight end play. If there's just, there's no one out there. Tight end landscape is bleak, okay? Like my arm tone, my toned arms. So go over there, check out Taysom Hill. 12% rostered, had career high in targets this week, catching seven of eight targets, completing a pass, and having a carry. It's a very high upside play. 
A very low, low, low floor play. But it's the tight end position. What other tight end do you know that's going to hit passing attempts and rushing attempts? And the the targets seem to be happening, you know. And uh, I know the Saints, Derek Carr did throw the ball 50 times this past week. But, you know, there's more potential this week to have that big blow-up game, guys. If you enjoyed this article, be sure to check it out our weekly fantasy football podcast, or check us out on YouTube. Don't miss our week seven preview this Thursday. And as always, guys, we will see you next time and take care. This has been another episode of the Fantasy Football Dudes podcast. Remember to rate, review, and follow. For more information, go to www.thefantasyfootballdudes.com. And remember, we are sorry for absolutely nothing.